Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition. To episode 76 of the Hoopers Lock. For those of you listening live, my name is Simo Bucket. Yes, episode 76 here on a Monday. A Monday, 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 February 22nd, 2016. And we have quite the weekend recap here for you at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. It is a big time show today here on Monday. It is the, I wouldn't call it the final Monday because obviously we got a leap year day on Monday next. Monday, but it's really the last regulation Monday of the February calendar, and then we go into the rest of this week, and then obviously next week, a week from tomorrow, is conference play in college basketball, and we are giving it you, giving it to you all week long on college basketball. We're going to update you on the standings every single day, fly through them by the end of the program, and we'll get them to you here on the show. For those of you that don't know, again, my name is Simo Buckets. I do a show here on the Hooper's Log. I did a uh, post-game show for Boston, the Boston Celtics at the Denver Nuggets yesterday. Uh, we are now not the FanDuel phone line studios. We are the Seat Geek studios here in uh, the CLNS studios here as we are coming to you live from the Seat Geek studios. For those of you that don't know, if you want to go to Seat Geek right now and get a promo code, uh, for the Boston Celtics, I believe it's Celtics uh, podcast. I, I don't quite know, but if you want to know that promo code, check out the podcast from yesterday's post game show uh, between the Boston Celtics and the Denver Nuggets. My name is Simo Buckets at website simobuckets.com. Expect some big things here from the Hoopers Log. We we would like to hear your reaction if you would like to know through Twitter at SimoBuckets.com, or excuse me, SimoBuckets253. Please let me know there. Obviously, at TalkBball now also be another fantastic option. Obviously, that's the Hooper's Log Twitter with Andrew running that one. Andrew's my co-host. He will be here shortly. Hopefully, uh, he should be here sometime today. But today, we have a big-time weekend recap, and obviously, some huge games. And we have three highlights, all uh, all courtesy of NBA.com's YouTube channel. We will play those for you here, the three top performances of the weekend, and they were unbelievable as basketball got back to its ways this weekend after the All-Star break. Also, college basketball is literally coming down the stretch here in the regular season portion of it. Like I said, less than three weeks, weeks away from now today is Selection Sunday. It is a giant time in the world of hoops. There's no remorse here in the Hoopers log. 
once Andrew Norris gets in the studio, we will get him here, and the moment he's ready, we'll get him on. Kevin Hart, let's get it going. All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. First off, if you want to hear my recap of what happened on Friday, I did a late, late, late show for episode 75 on Friday, February 19th or February 20th on Saturday, whatever you want to call it. It was really, really late. It was like 10 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m., Eastern time. It was a crazy late show. So if you want to really hear a recap of Friday, go to that one. Um, we do have two of the top three performances from Friday for the weekend, and that was one of the big ones there. And we'll get to it, obviously. Damian Lillard, here's what he did. This is what he did against the Golden State Warriors on Friday night. Lillard hits the shot and he's fouled. Curry crawled up his back and Dame a chance at a three-point play. Lillard hits over Curry. It looks like Lillard and Curly Curry are popping around like they are ready. Lillard goes to the right hand. What a move in traffic. Ed Davis gives the pick to Lillard. How did he get that ball in the basket? Harkless to Lillard from way downtown. Two for one time for Portland. Lillard up and under three. Hit another one. Lillard. What a first quarter. Can he put a cap on it? Top of the key. Yes, sir. Cloud on its feet. Plumley to Lillard on the baseline. A couple of guys go down. Dame went down. Draymond Green fell over. Lillard trying to do the same. He hits a three and he's fouled. That's the fourth on Curry. With the windmill. Go, go, go. Lillard gets past Barnes. Takes it in. Lillard for three. Good. Lillard for three. Good. Here's Lillard. Against Rush, long three again, is good again. Lillard trying to split the double, does, and lays in. He got the defense all stretched out, and the middle is wide open. Lillard puts his head down, fights to the rim, and scores. He wanted the end one. He's got 40 points, 7 assists, and 6 steals. Lillard again, he's tied a career high. Lillard for a career high. Yes, sir! 46! Look at the, the crowd. Lillard, heat check. Oh! <laughs> it's not fair. The Blazers have to go twice to Golden State, but who cares? Lillard has 49. Lillard had 51 on the night, obviously. If you want to hear back to the Friday episode of me ranting about uh, Damian Lillard uh, against Stephen Curry, against the Golden State Warriors, please feel free to do so. If you'd like to call into the Seat Geek Studios here, on the Hoopers Lock Through CLNS Radio, the guest call line is 323-642-1558. Another performance from that night. We'll get to that in just a moment. But here are all the Wiper Worthy performances. First of all, we got to give you the Wiper Worthy performances from Thursday. We never talked about those on the February 18th uh, edition when basketball came back after the All-Star break. LeBron James, 25 points, 9 assists, 9 rebounds, a 52 on the Wiper Worthy performance scale on Thursday of the 18th of February. Chris Paul, had a 57 on the Wiper Worthy performance scale, 28 points, 12 assists, and 5 rebounds. For Friday's Wiper Worthy performances, here they are. Lock in, gear up. This is a lot of names. There were a ton of Wiper Worthy performances over the weekend. Everyone was clearly rested and ready to play. Luol Deng, in the, I believe the Miami Heat got the victory over the Atlanta Hawks. Luol Deng, 30 points, 11 rebounds, 4 steals, a 50 on the Wiper Worthy performance scale. In a loss to the Pelicans, 
Uh, Drew Holiday against for the 76ers, and they lost 121-114. to 114. Drew Holiday, 24 points, 12 assists, 4 steals, and 3 rebounds, a 55-point performance kill. And they lost to the uh, Indiana Pacers, 101-98. to 98. The Thunder lost to the Indiana Pacers on Friday night. Russell Westbrook, 23 points, 18 rebounds, 3 rebounds. Excuse me, 18 assists, three rebounds, two steals, a 64 on the way for the performance scale. James Harden, 27 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists, and three steals as the Rockets get a 16-point victory over the Suns, 116 to 100. They get the victory there. They go to 28 and 28 as of Friday. Damian Lillard just mentioned it. A 71 on the way for the performance scale, 51.7 assists, and six steals. Oh, yeah. And I forgot to mention this guy. And a 116-110 victory over the Denver Nuggets, uh, Rajon Rondo had 24 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, and 5 steals. But the real performer of the night was Boogie Cousins. And Cousins with a beautiful move. I like what he's doing here in the first quarter. He's playing near the basket. The Nuggets, Will Barton, as you saw, has come in on the last whistle. And Barton is the ball very well. Barton missed by a foot. Cousins. Cousins. The basket. <laughs> Cousins, 26 to 18. Dude, like I always say, he's 6'11 doing that. Magic Cousins. I mean, this is the first time we're getting to look at Denver, you guys, but they have three skilled big men. Wow. And Cousins with the continuation. And they're going to count the basket. I think. Let's see. Especially when a team isn't Golden State where they have so many weapons. This team doesn't have that many weapons, so it puts them in a real tough place. And put it in the fucking set them to the line. Why not? He's doing everything else. Cousins, Gay, and AC. And Cousins. And he's going to get two more. He looked like a pinball en route to the basket there. 72-59, and Cousins has 26. Coming in right now in Derek Collins. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Energy and Game Changer. And Cousins has 31 points. Nothing fancy, just get it done. Cousins, he's getting it done. He's got 35. Rondo parking on instructions. Cousins with a tip. He's got 37. Just amazing timing and soft hands. DeMarcus Cousins had 37 points, 20 rebounds, four blocks, and two assists, a 75 on the white forward the performance skill. That is something that will make the top 10 of the month for sure. Unbelievable game there. And that continuation play that you heard there, I'm telling you, go watch the YouTube video on NBA.com. I am telling you, that is an unbelievable play. The guy makes a spin move, a dribble drive, spin move dunk. In continuation, it's a move that, like, a LeBron James-type player should make. DeMarcus Cousins, at his size, at his strength, made that kind of move. It was an unbelievable play that I haven't seen from a big man in a long time. Again, 37 points, 20 rebounds, four blocks, and two assists, a 75 on the White Bull Woods performance scale. And one more game to mention from Friday as the Jazz beat the Celtics 111-93. to Derek Favors, 23 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, and 3 blocks, a 53 on the left for the performance scale. He absolutely went off in that ballgame, getting the Jazz a victory to go 27-27 as of Friday night. Saturday night in the NBA, we'll get to college basketball here in a moment. I just want to get the Saturday games out of the way. A lot of white for the performances for Saturday, a ton of them. Here are your recap games. There were only four games in the NBA on Saturday. 
And <laughs> there were there were a ton of Wyatt for Warrior performances. I'm telling you, there was about shoot, I'd say about eight or nine. I'll count them off here in a moment. Bucks beat the Hawks in double overtime on Saturday, one seventeen to one oh nine. The Bucks go to twenty three and thirty three. The Hawks are unraveling at the seams. They're now 31-26, and 26, hovering back in that standings in the Eastern Conference. But the Bucks had multiple white boys' performances. Jabari Parker, 28 points, 13 rebounds, and 2 assists of 51. Greg Monroe, 24 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists of 50 on the white boys' performance scale. And for the Hawks, Paul Millsap, Dennis Schroeder. Paul Millsap had 27 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, and 2 blocks. Dennis Schroeder, 25 points. 10 assists and 8 rebounds. He was two rebounds shy of a triple-double, a 53 on the whiteboard of the performance scale. Coming off the bench, coming off the bench, Dennis Schroeder dominated in this ballgame off the bench, grand double overtime, but he played unbelievable nonetheless. The Miami Heat get the victory over the Washington Wizards, 114-94. John Wall did not play well in this ballgame. Luol Deng, a back-to-back whiteboard of the performance, another whiteboard of the performance on Saturday, 27 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 assists, a 50 on the whiteboard of the performance scale. Hassan Whiteside. He was the true trooper in this one, 25 points, 23 rebounds, two blocks, 61 the life for the performance field. He absolutely crushed it, and that's why the Miami Heat dominated by 20 was because Hassan Whiteside was a garbage man. He picked up all the garbage rebounds in that one. I believe it was 19 defensive rebounds, and he had four offensive rebounds. Unbelievable stuff there by Hassan Whiteside, Carmelo Anthony, as the Knicks get the victory over the Timberwolves, 103-95, to fighting for a potential spot in the postseason in the Eastern Conference. They're fighting to get back to that relevancy of being a potential eighth spot. They're a couple of games back, 103-95 to get the victory on Saturday night. Robin Lopez had one as well, but Carmelo Anthony, 30 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, a 54 in the white forward performance skills. Robin Lopez, 26 points, 16 rebounds, and three blocks, a 53 on the white forward performance skill, dominating stuff by the Knicks. And don't forget about rookie Rubio. He didn't necessarily have – a wipe-worthy performance scale on the overall spectrum, but he had 16 assists in nine points, three steals, of only a 50, only only a 44, but 16 assists will automatically get you in at a wipe-worthy performance. Draymond Green, his 11th triple-double of the season, as the Warriors get the victory over the Clippers in a very, very. I'm telling you, this was, and, and I hate to use these terms because again, I'm not an absolute person, but when it comes to the Golden State Warriors Clippers game, I'm telling you. Now we have two potential contenders against this team in the playoffs. And the Spurs, when they're healthy, they'll find a way to come back and maybe even make it, make, make it competitive if they do play the Warriors in the postseason. But this game, on Saturday night, if there was a point in the third quarter where I was hooping and hollering about five or six, seven, ten times throughout the game. This, was one of the, this game got me out of my seat multiple times. The Golden State Warriors won 115-112 to 112 again. Draymond Green, he's 11th. Lead leading, lead lead leading, lead leading, 11th triple double of the season. 18 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, a 49 on the white board of performance scale, but still a triple double nonetheless. A triple double will always get you on the white board of performances. And, Dre, and DeAndre Jordan, he grabbed almost every single rebound you can imagine 21 rebounds, 16 points, three assists, and two steals, two blocks of 47, but the 21 rebounds is what did it for him on Saturday. Once Andrew gets into the show. We will get you. To, we'll, we'll talk more about this game. It was unbelievable between the Golden State Warriors and, and the LA Clippers. Just fantastic basketball, both ends of the court. And honestly, that comeback by the Clippers late really showed the true heart of a warrior. Huh, pun, pun, pun intended there for the Clippers, but true heart of a warrior. Seriously, as they found a way to keep it close 
late in the ballgame. We also make picks here on the Hooper's Log. Over the weekend, since Thursday, we have gone 21-10. and 10. We'll give you our picks for Monday night at the end of the show. In the final five minutes of the show, we will give you our picks. But over the weekend, since Thursday, we've gone 21-10. and 10. Yes, we have made picks through the Vegas odds, and we have gone 21-10. and 10. And on Saturday, we went 4-0. We picked the box plus the eight. We picked the Heat getting the victory. We picked the Knicks, and we picked the Clippers plus the four. They lost by three. They won over. They beat the spread. They got it done. So when it comes to the Hooper's Log and making picks, and when it comes to your gambling addiction or your gambling uh, succession, pick us. We know what we're doing. Also, go with trend betting because trend betting is who I'm affiliated with. I promote with them. They also get it done there. Go to trendbetting.com today and check out my guy Lance Williams, other guys like Frank Buzz and Travis Hitman. Get them going because they are making picks like none of their killing bookies like no other right now. So go to trendbetting.com and get them going today. Um, here on Blog Talk Radio, uh, the Hooper's Log, uh, through CLNS Radio, through the Geek Seat uh, Studios here, 323-642-1558 is the number. If you'd like to call in, please feel free to do so. There was an unbelievable game that happened on Sunday, the first game of the day on Sunday, and who would have thunk it? that it would have been one of the greatest performances in NBA history. Anthony Davis and the New Orleans Pelicans, they absolutely went off in Detroit. We'll get Andrew's take when he comes on the show, if he comes on the show today. Anthony Davis, 59 points, 20 rebounds, four assists, a 97 legendary performance. Once you hit above 90, it is legendary. This was a legendary performance, and here are the highlights. John Jones showing us uh, more range than we thought. AD acrobatically. Cole has AD on the elbow. He'll take it. And a lead for the Pels. AD down closer to the rim. On a clear out against Conover. The jump hook should work, and it will. Anthony Davis, beautiful pass through. Now a little step back. Trump looks good. So AD sizing it up. He's got space. He's feeling pretty good right now. Ryan Anderson standing in the side. And Anthony Davis. And Leaf. And leave it off. Tiffany will get the best of him on a reach. And go to the free throw line. So good move. Up against Morris who went for the steal. And Anthony Davis comes up. Made him pay. Yeah. He's got 28. It'll be Dante Cunningham free on the arc. And catch home. That's how good it is for Anthony Davis. It'll be AD out front. It'll work. It's his game. Why not? 35 for Anthony Davis. Step through action. That good. AD. Long deuce. Yes. 40 and counting. The long deuce. Got it. Waiting for AD. AD in rhythm. Got it. He's got 50 to go along with 19 rebounds. <laughs> Off the run. AD on the back door. Go for it. He's got it. 52 on the dunk. Hammers it home. Going to be a triple. AD. Yes. Wow. yes, it continues for Anthony Davis. 55 to go along with 19 rebounds. What a performance by this young man. 
win in Detroit on a day we will never forget thanks to Anthony Davis. 59 points, 20 rebounds, going 24 of 34, hitting close to 71% of his shots. That's an amazing game. It's an amazing best game I've ever seen in person in the gym for uh, made everything. They're going back to historical times from about 15 years ago with Shaquille O'Neal with this performance. Shaq back in the two, early 2000s era with that Laker team that three-beated. Shaq had a game where he had 61 points and 23 rebounds, something of that nature, 15 years ago. And this, this, this matched it. This nearly matched it with 59 and 20. Apparently there's only been five or six of these games in the history of the NBA. You talk about historical – Non, we'll never forget this game. Anthony Davis absolutely destroyed the, the record books in this one as he just took it off. Again, 59 points, 20 rebounds, four assists, and they needed every ounce of it as the Pelicans got the victory, 106, excuse me, 111 to 106. Reggie Jackson for the Pistons was undershadowed, obviously, 34 points, four rebounds, four assists. Not quite whiteboard worthy, but outstanding nonetheless. Anthony Davis, though, the true story in this one. The Pelicans now in the NBA standings in the Western Conference, they sit about four and a half games back of a potential playoff spot, only four and a half back of the Rockets. Look, they still got to jump the Sacramento Kings, who, by the way, they have, in everyone's now arguable opinion, the, the best big man in basketball in DeMarcus Cousins. Look, with DeMarcus, what DeMarcus Cousins did on Friday with 37-20, and 20, Anthony Davis with 59-20 and 20 from last night, I'm telling you, the next time these two teams play, I'm putting on my television, putting on some popcorn, putting on the recliner. I'm, I'm sitting there. That these two guys right now, these are bad boys. These, these, that's a bad, that's a bad group of boys right there. You got Anthony Davis, Demarcus Cousins, both two guys, clearly the two best big men in basketball, no debate. Um, and obviously you got Andre Drummond right there, and, and, and that's it's just flat out. Anthony Davis showed up that night and destroyed Andre Drummond, absolutely wrecked him. Andre Drummond only had 14 rebounds. He did, he did nothing compared to what Anthony Davis did last night in that one. So just an unbelievable performance by Anthony Davis on a Sunday night. Definitely no quandaries there with what he did. Other scores from that night, obviously we had a couple other games. Uh, Cleveland, look, look, people, the Cleveland Cavaliers now, Andrew was talking about it about a month ago when they got rid of Tyron Lue. Or excuse me, when they got rid of uh, David Blatt and, and got Tyron Lue off the, you know, off the uh, assistant coaching waiver wire for their team, pretty much. Uh, this Cleveland Cavalier team is now legit. Um, Andrew obviously saw something ahead of that I didn't see, but this Cleveland Cavalier team is. There's no one that there, I said it on my Twitter last night. There is no one else that can compete with this team right now outside of the Golden State Warriors. They made the Thunder, who people will agree that this team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, are a team that are built to compete with the Golden State Warriors in the postseason. I will say it. I think they're better than my Spurs right now. Granted, that my Spurs are injured. They're not playing their best basketball right now. They're still great. They're 47-9. and nine. They beat the Suns last night 118-111. to 111. But uh, the Cavs, the way they beat the Thunder, it was comical. LeBron James, a wipe worthy performance, 25 points, 11 assists, 7 rebounds, 3 steals, only 7 rebounds, oh, 3 rebounds shy of a triple-double, 57 on the white board, the performance scale. Russell Westbrook also went off 20 points, 9 rebounds, 11 assists, and the loss, 51 on the white board, the performance scale. And Kevin Love showing his old self, 29 points, 11 rebounds, and 4 assists at 53. Look, this Cavalier team, 40-14 and 14 now, they look like the team that, again, I said it from the beginning of the year. They were head and shoulders above everybody. About mid-December, early January, they were about – 
waist and thigh level above everybody in the East. Now in the Eastern Conference, they are ankles and knees. They are ankles and shins above everybody in the East. They, they literally stand above everybody talent-wise. There's no one that can compete with this team in the Eastern Conference, none. And considering Andrew and I made predictions before the season, Andrew came up with an, an insane quandary saying that the Cavs may only lose one game in the Eastern Conference playoffs. They might, they might do what the Lakers did in 01. They might run through the Eastern Conference and sweep through. There's no one, no one, no one that can compete with this team right now. LeBron James is putting up another MVP-type year, carrying this team everywhere he goes, and now he's got legitimate help. Kevin Love has found a spark back in his, back in his game. You're seeing the big man contribute. You're seeing the new pieces start to contribute for Cleveland. You're seeing a team in Cleveland really put together just a run where they might run, they might run off another 10 victories here. This is a scary, scary thing we're seeing. They dominated on Thursday when they beat the Bulls. Granted, the Bulls aren't playing well. Had two days off, went to OKC, and ran them out of the building. I mean, they beat them by over 20, destroying the Thunder. They were underdogs heading into this game, plus three underdogs. I picked them because I'm like, look, this team, no one's touching this team right now. No one. No one is touching the Cavs right now. And with what they did against the Thunder, how can you pick against them going forward? An unbelievable game by the Cavs, destroying the Thunder the way they did. And, and if they keep playing this way, who's going to stop them in the East? The, the Celtics and Nuggets, I did a post-game show for this last night. Go check it out on the podcast, on Apple Podcast. Uh, Celtics post-game show here through CLNS Radio. Again, Isaiah Thomas, whiteboard the performance, 22 points, 12 assists, three rebounds and two steals, a 51 on the whiteboard the performance scale. The Celtics, 33-24. and 24. Still hovering there in the Eastern Conference. Right now, they are four and a half games back of the Toronto Raptors. Uh, a game up on the Miami Heat. Two games up on the Pacers, Hawks. Three games up on the Charlotte Hornets and, and Bulls. And then they're about, they're, they're quite a ways up on the Detroit Pistons. Look, this, this Boston Celtics team, we mentioned it in the postgame show yesterday, which is why you need to check it out more. They're, they're, falling into the, the, they're falling into the norm of the NBA right now. This Boston Celtics crew... You cannot knock them for what they've been doing. They're playing small ball. They don't necessarily have all the size to compete, but multiple times throughout this game against the Nuggets, which the Celtics are a better team than the Nuggets. No one will dispute that. But every time the Nuggets made a mistake, the Celtics ran almost the perfect fast break, almost the perfect sets on offense. Every single time they came down the floor, they, they, they fell in love with one another. The chemistry on this team Outside of, obviously, this is all besides the Cavaliers. Because every, everything the Cavaliers are doing right now is unprecedented in the East. But the Celtics might be the best team, besides the Cavs, in the Eastern Conference. If you took out the Cavs and their dominance, the Celtics might actually be the best-suited team in the Eastern Conference to compete. And they don't even have a waning superstar with them. They don't. They don't have a superstar player. The closest guy to it is Isaiah Thomas, who is an all-star. But outside of that, you're looking at a team where you're like, Man, man, I mean, shoot, like, who do they have? Like, who, who do they have that you can say will be the go-to guy down the stretch? They got multiple guys who look the same. Jared Solinger, uh, Marcus Smart does the same thing. He's just smaller. Isaiah Thomas can soar. Avery Bradley with his ability to score. Evan Turner off the bench. I can keep going. I mean, this team is loaded. Jay Crowder is an electric spark plug. This team has really the, the core foundation of their team is scary. It is scary, and they have a, a scary second unit, in my opinion, the best second unit in basketball, and that's saying something because you've got a team in, in, in Golden State that has an unbelievable bench. 
But the golden the, the, the Boston Celtics second unit is something that you need to look out for for the second half of the season because they're proving themselves night in and night out, and they're beating and dominating teams that they're supposed to dominate in this second half of the season. If they keep doing that, look out for them as a scary potential team. And the thing I mentioned to the, the post-game guys, Nick Gelso, obviously Nick Gelso, a part of CLNS Radio, big-time guy here for CLNS Radio, uh, founder of CLNS Radio, big-time stuff there. He came on the show, and we talked about how this team really going down the stretch here, if they keep playing the way they're playing and they start impressing free agents as time goes on, they may attract a big-time free agent come the summertime. Whether they get far or not, they make a big splash in the playoffs, they win a couple of series against the Eastern Conference Finals, it's possible. Will they win the Eastern Conference Finals? Absolutely not, if the Cavs are there. But if they can find a way to, to, to stretch out this ability to play, play tough, play gritty, they're going to walk into next season being a potential favorite in the Eastern Conference. Potential. Not that they are, but if they pick up that one free agent, they become that favorite. Really, they do. Because the Cavs are loaded. The Cavs are great. But they're also getting older. LeBron James ain't going to be putting up 25, 7, and 11 anytime soon, you know, for the next four or five years. It might only be another two or three years that he puts those kind of numbers up. And then he'll start to fade like Kobe and every other great superstar we've ever seen. But the Celtics are young. Their core is incredible, and all they need is that one piece, and they're getting that much closer to being a great team. Again, the Nuggets lose. Uh, the Celtics play tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves. We'll get to those previews here later on after I go through the college basketball landscape. The Spurs beat the Suns 118-111 to again, 47-9. LaMarcus Aldridge, 19-10. Ho-hum. Alex Lynn, pretty good performance there, 23 points, 13 rebounds. Suns are just done. They're done. They're not playing well. They're not going to do anything any more special. They're, the Spurs dominated. They do what they need to do. Let's move on. Hornets beat the Nets 104-96. Uh, Kemba Walker, pretty good game there. In the Celtics-Nuggets game, by the way, uh, Nikola Jokic also had a whiteboard performance. 23 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists, and 2 steals, a 52 on the whiteboard performance scale. Those were your whiteboard performances from Sunday. I mentioned them all and all the whiteboard performances from the weekend. Let's recap the rest of these scores. Pacers beat the Magic 105-102. to uh, Toronto beats the Grizzlies 98-85. to uh, Mavericks destroy the 76ers 129-103. Bulls beat the Lakers 126-115. to Kobe's final game. In Chicago there, as obviously the Lakers now dropping to 11-46. and Pau Gasol and Kobe Bryant, final time playing Pau Gasol in Chicago. Uh, Jazz and Trailblazers, again, the Trailblazers keep winning 29-27. and I'm telling you, for them to be this good with this lack of talent, I mean, they're good. They're a good, solid squad, but they do not have the talent to compete at a high level against great teams in a seven-game series, but this is unprecedented what they're doing, and they're keeping their standard in Portland at an all-time high, getting victories where, honestly, I, I just didn't see it happening to this team this year, and they're, and they're shocking us. They definitely are the most – they definitely are shocking us the, mo- the most that we thought from every other team throughout the season. Those are, that's your recap of the NBA weekend. Uh, once Andrew gets in here, we will talk about uh, – we will talk about – of the NBA more, but I want to get into college basketball and what happened over the weekend in college basketball. The rankings will not be up until a little bit later, so forgive me for not giving those out, but they will drastically change here going into this week and for tonight. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. Obviously, this is a college basketball week that was never forgotten. Villanova beat Butler in the Big East on Saturday. These are all Saturday games. Villanova beat Butler on Saturday on the 20th of February, 77-67. Villanova probably still going to be ranked number one in the country, 13-1 in the Eastern uh, Eastern Division or Eastern Conference, I should say, or the the Big East Conference. Uh, Kansas seventy-two and sixty-three over Kansas State. Again, they're probably going to stay at number two, leading the Big Twelve, the best conference in basketball. Oklahoma in a big time 
blowout over West Virginia, 76-62, dominating there. Number three over number 10, Oklahoma beating West Virginia, 76-62 in West Virginia. Oklahoma still hovering at the top. UNC, they might find themselves into the top two through three spots in the, in the uh, rankings coming up here that are coming out later on today. North Carolina wins dominating fashion over Miami of Florida, who was leading the ACC up until Saturday. 96-71, to UNC destroys Miami of Florida. A big-time win there. Xavier beating Georgetown 88-70 to in the Big East. Again, Xavier finding a way to stay at the top near Villanova in the Big East. And then you have Iowa State beating TCU 92-83. Hey, look out for Iowa State. I'm telling you, they're a very scary squad. We had our guy uh, Diego Solaris, a guy who uh, writes for the uh, – for the the uh, the athlete world, and he had a top ten, and he has Iowa State in the top ten. And talent wise, I do not disagree with him. Nijang, uh, De- Deontay Burton, this team is absolutely loaded with talent in Iowa State. Don't be shocked if this team finds a way to absolutely just kill it with the Iowa State and how they're doing. Look, they beat TCU. They're eight and six in the Big Twelve. They're finding ways to gut it out and gritty it out. Again, nineteen and eight in, on Saturday. This team, they are going to be a scary team to deal with in the Big 12 tournament. We'll talk about them more later. Kentucky losing to Texas A&M in Texas A&M, 79-77 in overtime, a classic there. As A&M beats them at the buzzer, overtime thriller there, a big-time victory for the SEC there as Texas A&M gets it done. The SEC standings are just absolutely gridlocked right now. St. Bonaventure in the A-10 conference beating Dayton, the upset there in Dayton, number 15 Dayton, loses to the A-10 St. Bonaventure, St. Bonaventure is now 10-4 and four in the A-10. Dayton now 11-3, and three, only one game back is St. Bonaventure. Oregon beats Oregon State in the, big, in the Pac-12. Indiana beats Purdue 77-73. Again, another classic in the Big Ten as Indiana is now 12-3 in the Big Ten, number 22 in the nation. They'll move up coming up in the rankings this week. Louisville beating Duke 71-64 in the Yum Center. A huge win for Louisville as they still keep track in the ACC. I know they, I know they self imposed themselves with their suspensions and their, and their sanctions, but Louisville is finding a way to get it done there in the world of college basketball, even with those sanctions. Georgia Tech, huge upset on Notre Dame, 63-62, number 19 Notre Dame, losing to Georgia Tech, an unbelievable game there for Georgia Tech, finding a way to get it done in the final seconds, beating Notre Dame, getting it done there. Baylor and Texas, a huge game. As both of these teams, you can make the debate, are on the bubble, especially in the Big 12. Texas now has 10 losses. They're probably going to be out of the top 25. But, again, they're going to hover and potentially make the conference tournament in a, in a mid, mid-round level. The Big 12 is loaded, people. Baylor wins 78-64 in Austin, Texas. A huge game there for Baylor, really proving to the voters that, hey, they really are a legit top 25 team, and they're not just a hoverer in the world of college basketball. This, this was a big weekend. In the world of college basketball, really nothing else really to get to. Uh, there were some games on uh, some games on Sunday. Maryland just barely beating out Big Blue, 86 to 82, barely getting it done there. Again, Maryland still finding a way to be gritty goody in the Big Ten. This was a huge game for Michigan. If they would have won, they would have tied themselves with Maryland and probably jumped into the top 25. SMU beating East Carolina in the American Conference, 22 and four. Andrew Norris is not on the line yet. Let's get to the standings in the world of college basketball. We're going to lead off. We're going to talk about the leaders. Stony Brook looks like they're going to take away the regular season reigning uh, championship. 
in the conference standings in the America East standing. Stony Brook leading 14 and 1 in conference, 23 and 5 overall. Temple up one game on SMU, Cincinnati and Tulsa. 11 and 3, 17 and 9 overall. Temple leading by one game in that conference in the American standings. In the Atlantic 10 standings, VCU is up one game on St. Joseph, Dayton, and two games up on St. Bonaventure in their 27, 20 and 7 overall. North Carolina up one game on Miami of Florida, Virginia, and Louisville, and two games up on Duke, Notre Dame, and Clemson. 22 and 5 overall. North Carolina leads the ACC standings heading into tonight and Monday. Atlantic Sun standings, North Florida up one game on NGIT, Florida Gulf Coast, and Jacksonville. 20 and 10 overall on the Atlantic Sun Conference. Big 12 standings. Kansas is up two games on Oklahoma, Baylor, West Virginia, and up three games on Iowa State and Texas. Don't let that fool you because there are some talented teams in the middle pack of that Big 12, Iowa State, Baylor, Oklahoma. Unbelievable talent, but Kansas is up two games in the Big 12 standings, 23 and 4 overall. Big East standings, Villanova up one game on Xavier, and Xavier is up three games up on Seton Hall. So really it's between Villanova and Xavier down the stretch. In the Big East, Big Sky Conference, Big Sky standings, my apologies. Uh, Weber State and Montana tied at 12 and 2. Both teams really fighting it out there in the Big Sky. Big South, Winthrop 12 and 4, 20 and 7 overall. High Point and UNC Asheville are one game back of Winthrop in the Big South. The Big Ten, Indiana up one game, half a game on Iowa, 12 and 3. Iowa 11 and 3. Maryland is 11 and 4, one game back of Indiana. And Ohio State is hovering right back there. Two games behind Indiana at 10 and 5, and a bunch of teams Michigan State, Wisconsin, Purdue, and Michigan, all 9 and 5, 9 and 6, right there, hovering behind Ohio State. In the Big West standings, Hawaii is up two games on UC Irvine. They might take it away there in the Big West. Colonial Athletic Association standing, we have a guy who is going to potentially join us here on the Hoopers Log at some point. He covers Northeastern. He's a beat writer for them. We'll talk to him sometime here over the next week or so, especially once conference plays get going. We'll talk to him here on the Hoopers Log. UNC Wilmington is up, though, one game on Hofstra, and Hofstra's two games up on James Madison, William Mary, and Towson. Uh, Conference USA, UAB 12-2, Marshall 11-3, Middle Tennessee 10-4. UAB seems to be taking that one away, but it is a three-team race there, and down the stretch they come. Horizon League standings, Valparaiso two games up on Oakland, Two and a half, actually, if you want to count it. 24 and 5 overall. Looks like they're going to take the Horizon League regular season. Yale is still one game up on Princeton. Princeton's a half game up on Columbia. Those are the three teams fighting in the Ivy Leagues. Outside of that, it's pretty much over in the Ivy League standings. In the MAC standings, the MAAC, Monmouth is two games up on Iona. They're going to take it away there in the regular season. It looks like Akron in the eastern part of the mid-American standings. Akron is one game up on Ohio and Kent State. Ball State in the western side of the mid-American standings, two games up on Northern Illinois, Toledo, and Central Michigan at 9-5 and five in the conference. MEAC standings, Hampton 10-2, half a game up on South Carolina State at 10-3, South Carolina State 10-3. Norfolk State is one game back at 9-3. The Missouri Valley standings, Wichita State, three games up on Evansville and Illinois State. Huge lead there. Mountain West standings, San Diego State, four games up on Fresno State. Big time there, 13-1 in the conference. And the Northeast standings, Wagner is one game up on Mount St. Mary's, Sacred Heart, and they're three, two games up on Fairlane Dickinson, St. Francis, PA, and St. Francis, Brooklyn. Uh, in the Ohio Valley standings, Tennessee Martin is tied with Murray State in the western side of the Ohio, Ohio Valley Conference. Eastern Illinois is one game back. And then in the east portion of the Ohio Valley standings, Belmont, 12-3, and three, two games up on Tennessee State and Tennessee Tech. In the Pac-12 standings, we have Arizona, Oregon, and Utah as a half game back. Utah is a half game back of Oregon and Arizona, tied to the top of the Pac-12 and California is one game back of Arizona and Oregon and only a half game back of Utah. 
Bucknell leading the Patriot League standings 12-4. and four. Lehigh one game back in Boston University is two games back of Bucknell. The SEC standings, Kentucky only one game up on South Carolina and Texas A&M, LSU as well. Only one game up on those three teams in South Carolina, Texas A&M and LSU. Florida and Vanderbilt are two games back. And you got Ole Miss, Alabama, and Georgia at 7-7 seven and seven near the middle portion of the SEC. Southern standings, Chattanooga is one game up on East East State, and East Tennessee State is up one game on Furman and Wofford in the Southern standings. Southland standings, Stephen F. Austin, 13-0 in the conference, three games up on Texas A&M, uh, Corpus Christi, dominating their 20-5 overall. SWAC standings, you got Texas Southern 12-1, 13-12 overall, two games up on Alcorn State, in the SWAC standing, Summit League standing, IPFW, where the great George Hill, the point guard at Indiana, is playing right now, the Indiana Pacers. He went to that college. 11 and actually, he went to IUPU. My bad. Uh, anyway, IPF, IPFW, 11 and 3, one game up on South Dakota State, two games up on Omaha in the Summit League standings. The Sun Belt standings, Arkansas Little Rock is three games up on Louisiana Monroe. Uh, St. Mary's is tied with Gonzaga, and BYU is one game back. In the West Coast standings and in the WAC standings, the final standings in the conference uh, world of college basketball, New Mexico, one game up on Grand Canyon and two games up on CSU Bakerfield. Loaded, locked and loaded here as college basketball gets it going. The rankings will be up later today. We'll talk about the rankings more tomorrow on the Hooper's Log. Clearly, they are not up yet. I do not see Andrew here. He's not floating around in the studio. I, I don't see him walking around. Uh, he'll get in eventually once we do. We will talk basketball with him heavily. Like I said, my guy, uh, one of my guys, Diego Solares, he writes for the uh, the athlete world. Go check them out on th- on Twitter. They write some really, really good, really, really intricate uh, articles there on uh, on the athlete world. And I want to talk about his article real quick because I saw that in the top ten he put a lot of Big 12 teams. And, and, and to be fair, the Big 12 is a conference where really – you can't debate that they're the best conference in basketball. And with what he's been putting up uh, on his writing, this, this, this article, you need to go check it out. You need to read it because a lot of it I agree with. Um, a lot of the fact that he has, uh, he has a team like Kansas, Oklahoma, uh, Villanova there kind of in the middle pack, North Carolina near the top. A lot of the teams he has in the top ten are the accurate top ten teams because the college basketball world, realistically, the top ten is more ranked on how the season's going, not how the actual talent is on these teams. The actually talented teams he has in the top ten, and it's a good read. You should go check it out there on the athlete. Player of the week predictions. Woo! Anthony Davis is going to be my player of the week in the Western Conference. In the Eastern Conference, who do I pick? I would pick LeBron James. Here, reason being, he's had two white forward performances since the All-Star break. He played well during the All-Star break. I think he's going to get it. So I would pick Anthony Davis and LeBron James as my player of the week in the world of the NBA for this past week. Again, our picks, we've gone 21-10 and 10 in the world of the NBA. We only do NBA picks. We don't do NCAA picks. I don't pick NCAA games because I just don't feel like it's right. I don't feel like it's moral. I feel like it's kind of off. Um, but uh, that's how I feel in those picks. We'll get to those here in just a moment, and they're sponsored by trendbetting.com. Again, go to Lance, go to my guy Lance uh, uh, in, uh, for trendbetting. He's the main guy. Go hit him up on Twitter at trendbettingnow. Uh, Cleveland is four games up on Toronto in the standings. Look, again, Cleveland, no one's touching them. I, I don't care who you are. Whether if Cleveland goes on a, on a long losing streak or what, whatever, they're the most talented team in the Eastern Conference. 
uh, shins and ankles above everybody. They're, they're that much better than everybody in the East. Toronto is really kind of just hovering right now at a two spot. Boston's right there really battling to stay above everyone else, which is Miami, Indiana, Atlanta, Charlotte, Chicago, and Detroit. Washington making a late push to make a potential push in the playoffs. Orlando is also making slightly a late push. So is New York and so is Milwaukee. Really, the bottom, I'd say the bottom from 13 all the way up to five or 13 all the way up to the Bulls is really where all the battle is being talked about. And Charlotte, if you want to really talk about it from Charlotte to Milwaukee, that's all separated by six games in the win column, separated by six games overall. It is very close there in the east in the bottom portion and in the middle portion between Atlanta and Miami. You can flip a coin. Seriously, flip a coin, and either one of those teams, if they face one another, it's going to be a classic series no matter what. And I think Boston and Toronto are really the two teams that are distancing themselves from that middle portion of the Eastern Conference just based upon the way they've been playing and the talent that they have alone. Cleveland, though, no one's touching Cleveland in the Eastern Conference. That's how it looks right now as of Monday morning, February 22nd. 2016 in the Western Conference, nothing's changed. The only difference is, is is San Antonio is now three games back of Golden State in the loss column and win column. Golden State 49 and five, San Antonio 47 and nine, Oklahoma City 40 and 16. Look, I overreacted on how Damian Lillard beat the Golden State Warriors on Friday. Clearly, it was an overreaction. But the Golden State Warriors, how they lost to uh, Portland 137 to 105. This game that they lost, look, I, I, I needed to look at – I needed to do history on myself and check some things out. The Bulls in 20 – or excuse me, the Bulls in 95-96, they lost to the Knicks in Madison Square Garden 102-74 to or 104-72, to I believe, was the final score on March 10, 1996. So about 10 years ago, the, the Bulls did the same thing at this point in the season. They got blown out. They got their butt handed to them. Yet the Golden State Warriors are still playing great basketball. So they're still on pace. They're still doing fine. I overreacted. Clearly the way they played against the Clippers on Saturday was an eye-opener there. The Clippers, again, 36-19, and 19, hovering right behind Oklahoma City. Look, it's really a four-team race in the West. It's these four teams and literally everybody else. Memphis, eh, they're doing okay. Dallas, they're just they're hanging in there. Portland, speaking of Dallas, by the way, Dirk Nowitzki, one of six players now to score 29,000 points in NBA history. Unbelievable stuff there. That, that he would get that high. And I never thought he would be one of six players to join that group um, in scoring history with uh, with uh, Dirk Nowitzki. Portland Trailblazers, 29-27. and 27. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Really. Memphis, Dallas, and Portland are really the three teams right now that I see as just everybody else in the playoffs. Houston battling themselves with Utah, Sacramento, and New Orleans now. You can make the case that Sacramento, New Orleans, and Denver are three teams really just trying to fight to stay alive in the regular season just to see if they can get in. Utah's still hovering. They're only a half game back of Houston. Really, those bottom five teams between Houston and Denver, when you look at the standings, you're, you're looking at a situation where it's just turning into, a, you know, who's going to survive? Who's going to make it to the end? Who's going to really prosper through this whole bottom seed in the, in the NBA? I think, I think Portland's going to be in. I think Dallas is going to be in. Don't be shocked, though, because if Portland goes on a bad losing streak, they might not make it. They're not talented enough to compete with many of these teams in the NBA right now. In fact, you can make the case that Sacramento, New Orleans, uh, Utah, Houston, Dallas, I mean, many of these teams are much more talented than the Portland Trailblazers. That's no knock on Damian Lillard. He's a superstar. But it's just the reality of the nature. They do not have an unbelievable team. I mean, T.J. McCollum is going to win most improved player of the year, but they've needed that just to be where they're at 
today. Uh, you're here on the Hooper's Log. Uh, my name is Simo Buckets. It looks like Andrew Norris is not going to make it today, um, but that's really your recap of the standings in the world of the NBA. In the world of the NBA tonight, there are seven basketball games. I'll preview those for you in just a moment. We just flew through the NCAA basketball standings. We'll give you the rankings tomorrow here on the show. Some news in the NBA. Uh, man, I'm telling you, this is infiltration at its finest. Anderson, Anderson Varejao. He, he is now on the Golden State Warriors. Think about that. Anderson Varejao is now on the Golden State Warriors. This guy was a Cleveland Cavalier since LeBron into the league in 03. Think about that. This guy has been, in, been on this team for almost 14, 12, 13, 14 years. And now all of a sudden, he's on the Golden State Warriors. Can you say infiltration at its finest? This Anderson Varejao guy is going to be a big-time piece to really help them understand the Cleveland Cavaliers at a much higher level than they thought. I really don't see how the Golden State Warriors have a problem playing Golden, playing the uh, playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, that's no knock on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think the Cavs are still playing unbelievable. I think the Cavs and the Warriors that they played in the, in the finals would still be an unbelievable matchup, and I still think it would go seven again. Or not again. Last year went six, but it could go seven this year, and I think it would be a classic. I think, though, that with the help of Anderson Varejao, it's going to help them understand what players do on that team a little bit more than if they didn't have him. And don't tell me if it doesn't. It, it will. It will help them. I still think it's going to be a classic. I still think it's going to be a great game. If they meet each other in the finals, I think the Golden State still has the edge because they have those guys. And then you also have to factor in, you know, Golden State still has to play San Antonio, Oklahoma City, or the Clippers in a seven-game series, and both. One of the, they're going to have to play two of the three in the final two rounds of the playoffs. They're going to have to until getting to the finals. And who's to say that they won't be beat up by the time they go play the Cleveland Cavaliers? Look, they proved me wrong last year. They could prove me wrong again. Uh, breaking news here coming into the show, Villanova remains number one in the AP poll, followed by Kansas, Oklahoma, Virginia, Xavier, and Michigan State. We'll give you those rankings completed Tomorrow on the show, we'll talk about those in depth tomorrow, along with talking about uh, my guy Diego Solaris's article from the Athlete World. Here are your here are your games for the world of college basketball tonight on ESPN. If you're not into the NBA, don't worry about it. You got big time college matchups in the ACC and the Big 12. First game, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Virginia, number seven in the nation at number 11, Miami, Florida. Clearly, those rankings will change tonight uh, as of tonight because clearly both those teams will be different, differently ranked when we go into that game. And then at 6 p.m. Pacific, right after that one on ESPN, uh, number 13, Iowa State at number 10, West Virginia, right after that Virginia-Miami game. Big-time, big-time games. Expect Those rankings will be different going into tonight, clearly with the AP rankings changing, but that's what to expect on ESPN for the world of college basketball. I'm telling you, we're coming down. We are down the stretch a week away left in the world of college basketball until we get to conference tournaments. They're right around the corner, people, and they're here, and they're ready to stay. Okay, college basketball, we're done. We've done that. We're out of of the woods. David Lee also signed with the – David Lee also signed with the – uh, Dallas Mavericks today. That could help them out, obviously, as, as they've needed a little bit of a push on the big man side coming up here. But that's a big-time game to look out for, obviously, as the Dallas Mavericks are going to improve picking him up. Seven games tonight in the NBA. Seven games. we got seven picks for it. Like I said, since the All-Star break ended, 
we since Thursday, we have gone 21 and 10. And there are seven games tonight, and here are my picks that I would like to give you when it comes to those games. First of all, let's just give you the matchups. Pistons at Cavs, big-time, big-time night for those two teams. First of all, the Pistons need to win to stay relevant in the uh, in the conversation of potentially getting into the postseason. Pistons are underdogs by nine as of earlier this morning. Uh, that, that looks like it's going down a little bit, but the Pistons, I would take them plus whatever points they're given. I think the Pistons will keep this game very close, if not win this ball game in Cleveland tonight. Does that mean I have disrespect for Cleveland? No, I don't think so. I think Cleveland will win. I think it will be a much closer game. I see it being more of a five-point game than a nine, eight-point game that Vegas is putting it out there. Take the Pistons plus the points. They're going to keep it close. The Andre Drummond is going to come out and just beast mode on uh, on the Cavs tonight. The Cavs should win the ball game, but it will be closer than people think because the Pistons are putting together a team. And if they play well in this game, which I think they're up for, I know they're up for this game, they're going to find a way to really boost their morale going forward for the rest of the season because they've got a lot to prove to just get into the postseason the rest of the way. Pacers and Heat, uh, the, the Heat are favored by a point, point and a half, two points, um, many places. Um, I have it as Indiana plus one. I would take Indiana plus the points. Look, Indiana, these last couple of games, beating teams like the Thunder, beating the Magic, they're playing unbelievable when it comes to their ability to, to play against really good opponents. This is a scary Pacer team. This is a team right now in, in the Indiana Pacers with the matchups they provide to other teams. They can dominate. Paul George can dominate his opponent. Uh, Monte Ellis can outscore his opponent. George Hill can match with any guard in the league, any, any point guard in the league. And with the way Miles Turner has come around, he really adds that flux of a player that they need. They've got a big three in Indiana. George Hill, Monte Ellis, Paul George – that is a big three in Indiana, whether you like it or not. And with a guy like Miles Turner coming on and only getting better and improving per game, this is a scary team to look out for. For them to be underdogs in Miami, kind of weird, kind of interesting. They were just in Orlando, so they don't really need to travel that much. They're going to Miami tonight. Miami's favored by a point and a half, two points, a point. I have it at a point right now. Indiana plus the one. Take Indiana. They're going to win outright tonight, and they're going to win big. I think they're going to get it done there. In Indiana. Again, if you'd like to call in and talk about these games, 323-642-1558 is the number. Raptors at the Knicks. Uh, take the Raptors minus the points. Whatever you get, take the Raptors. They're going to win tonight. They're a much better team. They're going to dominate. They want to stay in that two spot for a long time. They're going to dominate in this one. Take the Raptors minus the four or minus whatever points they get. Warriors and Hawks. Warriors are favored by seven points. Take the Warriors. They're playing outstanding basketball. They want to get to 50 wins right now. They want to lock themselves into a potential playoff spot as early as they possibly can so they can start really thinking about the postseason and what they need to do. This is going to be a great game, but the Warriors will pull away late. On NBA TV, 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on NBA TV. Check it out. I'm telling you, you're, you're not going to not like this game. It's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be a great game to watch. Warriors will be favored by seven. Take the seven. They're going to win in this one. Lakers, Bucks, 5 p.m. Pacific. Again, another early game there uh, in Milwaukee. Eight, Milwaukee's favored by eight. Uh, take the Lakers plus the eight. They've been playing much better as of late, and they have found ways to stay competitive with teams they shouldn't be staying competitive with. Look, they lost by 11 to the Bulls last night. They lost, to the Spurs. They, they, they lost to the Spurs by six the other night. They're finding ways to keep it close. And the Bucks are not as good as the Chicago Bulls. As much as the Bulls have been struggling as of late, they're still a solid squad. The Bucks are clearly a team that struggles. 
They're favored by eight. I know they've been playing well, but Kobe Bryant is down on his to his final couple of you know couple of months in his career, and that team is only getting better with their youth. I think the Lakers will find a way to keep it close. If they lose, they'll lose. But I think this will be a much better game than the odds are saying. Take Milwaukee or take excuse me, take the Lakers plus the eight points because they're going to find a way to keep it close. Boston and Minnesota. Look, I don't care what the line says. Boston's favored by four and a half. They're going to win by 10 plus tonight. They dominated a team they should have beaten uh, in in Denver in the mile high. They're going to go to Minnesota. Tough back-to-back. I'll give you that. But Minnesota Timberwolves ain't looking to be successful for the rest of the year. They're looking to rebuild, get young. They're doing that, and they're getting better, but the Celtics are on a mission. They're going to win this game by five, more than five. Take the four and a half that they're giving to the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics will win big tonight. Take them minus the four and a half. And then the Suns and Clippers, that line has moved up to minus 16. I had it at minus 15.5 when I had it, and so I put it up on my board as minus 15.5. If this line goes past minus 18, do not take the Clippers. But if it sits at minus 15.5, now minus 16, take them because they should win by 20. I'm telling you, don't take the – I mean, if they win – what I mean by if they win by 20 is they'll be up by 20 with about a minute to go. And we all know how – the, the fudgery starts to happen with all that kind of stuff as, you know, as we start to see the line change and differ. And obviously in the final minutes, you see guys shoot jack up threes and all that kind of stuff. Look, if the line gets to minus 18, take the plus 18. But since it's at minus 16, minus 15 and a half, when I had it, take that because they are going to be up by 20 with about 20 to go. It's going to happen. The Clippers are going to absolutely dominate. They've been playing great basketball as of late, and they are motivated more than ever to try and get back into the, into the conversation with teams like Golden State, the Thunder, and San Antonio. That's your preview for tonight in the NBA and college basketball. If you like to hear what you hear, go to the Apple iTunes, go to a CLNS Radio, go check us out on uh, on Blog Talk Radio for any other podcasts. If you can't get it through the iTunes store, don't worry about it. It's all good. No Andrew today, no worries. Episode 76 is in the books. My name is Simo Buckets, and we are out of here. We're going to be back here on same time, same place tomorrow. It'll be a smaller show. Recap shows are much bigger and during the week, for those of you that don't know, for those of you that have been listening already, you already know what's up. Um, but we do have that going on. Oh, other news before I get out of here. Again, about a minute left on the show. Other news before I get out of here. We will have a YouTube channel up a week from tomorrow. I will make the first video. I'll get Andrew Norris on board. We'll get other people on board. We're going to have a ton of people putting up videos on the Hoopers Log YouTube channel. Uh, the, the, just look it up. Look up the Hoopers Log on, uh, on YouTube. Find us. It will be starting on March 1st. We'll be talking heavy college basketball, obviously NBA, whatever hot news is going on in the world of basketball, we will have it there on the Hoopers Log, and that will be coming March 1st. Also, time change, February 29th, Leap Year Day 2016, we will be changing the time. Changing the time of, uh, of the show. I work at noon now here on the West Coast. On the East Coast, that would be 3 p.m. Eastern time, but here on the West Coast, I'll be starting the show at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern next Monday. Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a fantastic rest of your day.